Welcome to Armenia. This is Saratova Best. Schaefer, no Schaefer on Rosh Hashanah. That's the issue that we're discussing for a whole week. And we're concluding today. And we're going to understand how it all pulls together. How do you get along? How do you make a year if you don't blow Schaefer the very first day? Maybe. Being that it's going to be such an unbelievable year. And obviously, the Schaefer blowing is going to be an unbelievable Schaefer blowing that isn't the obvious Schaefer blowing. And of course, just to mention, everybody knows I, I don't have a footnote in front of me, but in the Sikha 30 years ago, where the Rebbe said in Tavshin and Aleph was speaking about the name, the word Af, Af, you know, when we, we say Vayichar Af Hashem, Hashem's nose became wide, he became angry. It's not a, it doesn't denote very good things, but if you turn it around, it's Pei Aleph. And, um, um, plus Erenu, pay Aleph plus Erenu, the year that I will see great Pelas. We've been talking the past week about, about Tufshin pay Aleph. We have to, we're going to see and teach the level of Pella. And the Pella is so wondrous that normally you can't really quite figure out what in the world is going on. So this is where we're on to, so that would make sense. One of the Pellas would be, well, hmm. Now we're going to get along and do this whole year and do it effectively without the Schaefer blowing on the first day. So we want to understand the difference between the Bittal of Rosh Hashanah because we said one of the things that happens, we said this yesterday, one of the things that happens when you blow Schaefer is that we nullify ourselves to Hashem. We become essentially transparent. We become become cognizant of the omnipotence of of Hashem, of God. And so... um, that's, many things happen by blow, when we blow Shifer. That's one of the things that happens to Hashem. He feels, he, he, he feels the pleasure in creating the world when he hears the Shifer. When we hear the Shifer, when we blow Shifer, we, we become, we, we move to a different frequency. Not the frequency where I feel myself, which really gets in the way and gets draggy and boring and very heavy and very, uh, cumbersome. But that whole thing moves out of the way. So, this bittel that we're calling it, this bittel of Rosh Hashanah, when it comes out on a weekday, when you blow Shifer, is one thing. And then, there's, um, when Rosh Hashanah starts on Shabbos, when you don't blow Shifer, what kind of bittel do we have then? Because the whole point is, you need to have this bittel to Hashem. Get yourself out of the way and speak directly and experience directly that this is Hashem. He's creating a world. You're, 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 you're not a small piece of cog in the wheel. You're actually non-existent, but in that you're non-existent, you have ultimate power because he will not create a world unless you activate him to create a world, unless you ask him to create a world, unless you become a part of it. You become, in a sense, a co-creator of of the world on Rosh Hashanah. So these, so these two co-creations, what's that all about? So when we blow Schaefer, the thing is it's, it's an act of nullifying yourself. You do something. I blow Schaefer and I'm doing something. What am I doing? I'm nullifying myself. To who? To Hashem. And what else? I crown him as king for the whole world. And, like, as Adam Arishan said, he said, Boni etc. He went to all the creations and said, let's do that. Let's bow down to Hashem. Let's do that. In other words, that feeling that there's, you're a, there's a you there's an existence of a person who gives himself up to Hashem and crowns Hashem king. So you feel yourself. 
I gave myself up to Crown House Shamrock. I did it. It doesn't have to be an egotistical I, but there's a sense of I. But when you come to this level that you're totally buckled with theist, you're totally sort of, in a way, non-existent, um, not only you nullify yourself, but um, buckle the etim, then it's not shayach, and then it does, then blowing shayfer, um, what's going on over there? You talk about shayfer, yachlis ala bitala kadishvachim. Like, Who's going to blow the shaifer? In other words, when you come to the, play, the point of what's called bittelbe'etim, you know, completely absorbed in the oneness of Hashem, uh, that's great. Who's going to blow the shaifer? There's no you left, or there's no experience of you. Just figure out and think of the mechanics of this. If you don't have a sense of self, then when they say, okay, who's going to blow the shaifer? Well, nobody's going to raise their hand because nobody feels that they have a hand. Nobody feels that they exist. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of a, an oxymoron. But think about it. If everybody totally bustles to Hashem, the atom in the very essence, nobody's going to say, I will volunteer. Who's going to say, I will volunteer? It's not that you, it's embarrassing. You won't know that you exist as an I. So how can you volunteer to blow the shaker? You would see a shaker, maybe, and wonder how it's going to get blown but that you should blow the shaifer is already coming back into existence, coming back into feeling like I, not an egotistical, ugly feeling that I exist, but a feeling of, oh, I think, oh, I will pick up the shaifer and I will blow it. You now came back into a sense of I. Now, for this, I always go back to the spin cycle on the washing machine, Lahazo. That means you're intrigued by the spin cycle on the washing machine, as all kids are, so you pick up the lid. That's what all kids would do. They pick up the lid because they want to see the this, this spin, spin cycle happening. If you have a good washing machine, the minute you pick up the lid, the spin cycle stops. So you can't see it. So ah, you disappoint. You put the lid down again, and then it starts. You can feel it, and you can hear it. Good. Now I can watch it. So you pick it up, and it's gone. Every time you try to look at it, it's gone. It only happens when when you don't try to look at it. And, of course, in quantum physics, the same thing, you know, the whole, not going to go through it, but everybody says, you know, is this a particle or a wave? It depends on the observance, the observation of the observer and the mindset of the observer, etc. Is there an observer? What? So quantum physics is telling us when you feel that you're there, in a, in a very good way, it's one thing. When there's no you there, you know, like, let's say like this, you walk into a shoal, you walk into a shul and you think, and you don't know how to blow shifer at all. And the shul is, and, and there are three people there. They say, well, who's going to blow shifer today? So maybe they look at each other. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Okay, finally, okay, you're blowing shifer. You're blowing shifer. You know what? What was it? Rabbi Gerlitsky in, in Montreal, Shalom. I remember there's a, a, a young man who used to say, you know, older, older chassid, very special, you know, came from, you know, Free the Greta's time and in, you know, et cetera. And in, uh, in, um, Shanghai, came to Montreal, it's a, you know, that group, all of that. Amazing guy. So much older, after davening, he wanted there to be a shear. <laughs> you know, he was not a young man. He wanted there to be a shear. So he just went to a bunch of people and he said, 
He would place people, sit here, sit here, sit here. He would just put them there. They were planning to go home or whatever. He would just say, sit here, you sit here, you sit here, you sit here, you sit here. And he would sit them all around and say, okay, now you teach. <laughs> they wouldn't know what to do and they would have to teach and they would have to learn. He set it all up, right? So <laughs> they got the shear. He made sure there was a shear. He didn't ask, who wants to give a shear? Everybody would say, I don't know. I have to... Uh, buy some bagels. He just said, you sit, you sit, you sit, you, you teach, you listen to me. <laughs> and it happened. So imagine you walk into a show, you say, okay, who's going to blow shaker? Okay, you, you blow shaker. Good. There's somebody there to blow shaker. But imagine you walk into an empty room. You see a shaker there. You don't know how to blow shaker. So you say, who's going to blow shaker? Who are you talking to? There's nobody there. <laughs> There's nobody there. It's a joke. There's nobody. Who's going to blow shaker? There- I don't know. The shifer will have to blow itself. There is no person there to blow a shifer. It's not that they're humble and they don't feel that they have the capability. There is no one in the room to blow shifer. So imagine this reality where one one is, you know, I'm very humble and I, I, I nullify myself to Hashem and I don't feel my, you know, and I feel, it's one thing, I feel, you know, I am humbling myself to Hashem. But there's another one when once I'm totally Bustle the essence, nullified in my very essence, so all I experience is Hashem, then who's, there's nobody there in the room to blow the shaitar. So what's going to happen? Which, that's Shabbos. On Shabbos, it's as if there's, we're talking, well, okay, leave that part out here. We're, we're jumping the gun. But we're saying, when you come to the point where you're bustle the Messias Lagamri, you don't just nullify yourself. You're just gone. There's no you. There's just Hashem. You've been absorbed into the divine presence. Totally. There's nothing. There's no sense of, there's no experience of self at all. Then it doesn't make sense. Then this idea of blowing Schaefer, you, you, you who isn't there is going to blow Schaefer. And you're going to declare your bittle to Hashem. There's no you to declare and there's no you to blow. There is no, there's not, there's no, somebody outside of Hashem at that point. We have two ways that we can exist. I feel myself, I feel myself serving Hashem, but I feel that there's me and there's Hashem, and I serve Hashem. All I do is serve Hashem. There's me and there's Hashem, there's Hashem and then there's me, and all I do is serve Hashem. And everything I do, I do for Hashem. It's still two separate entities. And then the other one is, is just Hashem. There's no experience of me, it's just Hashem. Much more profound way, which ultimately just um, jumping ahead for a second, that's the real PowerPoint. We're used to thinking of that as such an awful place to be, an awful way to be, because what are you, nothing, you're nobody, and you're nothing. That's when you step into true power. That's when you step into true ultimate power. There's no you that's separate from the infinite light of Hashem, the infinite light of Hashem that has no limitations. That's when you step into a place where anything that you need to accomplish has absolutely no limitations, nothing standing in its way. Plus, plus. It's very subtle, you know, how do you do it and not feel self, etc. It's very, I, I can't tell you, but I can tell you the words. It's a very subtle kind of an energy. And in the world, we'll have the, we're talking about stepping into the field of quantum physics, which explains it perfectly. So, one other thing. At this point, you're not bowing down. Um... Because the bowing down, you know, there had to be somebody to bow down. There's actually nobody left to bow down. Um, 
when you stand in front of, remember, when you stand in front of the king, you don't lift your hand. You don't even, you know, scratch your eyebrow. You don't do anything. So, um, in other words, you could say in a way that that this act of blowing shakar is still an act. It's still, it's still, it's, I don't mean an act. I don't mean a, a drama. I mean, it's still, it's still a movement. It's still a movement. So again, when you stand, the, the, the idea is, when somebody is standing in the presence of a king, and the king, and they're fully cognizant that it's the king, it's not only that they shouldn't lift their arm, and they shouldn't scratch their, I, their scratch, you know, whatever, their forehead. They can't. There's no, there, it, it's a non, it's a non sequitur. It can't, it can't happen. It can't exist. There's no person to do that. There's just no movement. Not even the movement of putting out a hand and taking the cipher and blowing the cipher. There's no, all you have when you're in on that level is king. No one to move and put out his hand and take the cipher and blow the cipher. It's just king. Is that king? So that means, so when Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbos, then Hashem becomes king how? Not the regular way. Totally different way. He becomes king through us. This one is a given. This is, these are all the oxymorons. These are all the, the clauses that, you know, the idea inside the idea inside the idea. He will always become king through us. But us as we're feeling ourselves or us as we become totally absorbed in him, which probably, I, I, I haven't gone ahead to see, makes Hashem even greater when we're absorbed into him. This is, this is, the, ox, this is the oxymoron that, that Hashem will not do it and cannot do it without us. And we're nothing, but we're everything. And we're everything. So um, when Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbos, we we crown Hashem king, but not in a way of doing stuff, doing something to make him king. Not even in a way of bowing down to make him king. Not which is the bit. Not even even in a way of the blowing shifer to make him king. That is our bowing down. Blowing shifer is bowing down to Hashem. It's not even done in that way because there's no one there, so to speak. But rather, we're mavatal ourselves, we nullify ourselves completely, so that we are not capable of blowing shifer because there, who's, who's, where's the person who can blow the shifer? So, so we're talking about a much higher level, a much, much higher level that exists because of, because of this. Okay, okay, so now we're going to get into a little Kabbalistic idea, so don't get scared. Don't get scared, but obviously going into that cap- on that Kabbalistic journey, on going on that Kabbalistic journey actually does something for people, um, so maybe maybe we want to go on it. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so these 
these two uh, these two ideas of this bitter, you know, do you are you do you nullify yourself or are you already nullified the essence? They are connected to two different ways that light is revealed. Actually, we're not going to become too Kabbalistic, but we're going to try to simplify this as much as possible according to whatever we can. So let's just say the following. We all can, we all sort of would agree it, it, that you can feel that there's a very different kind of godly light that is, that is there during the week versus Shabbos. Hashem is animating the world in a very different way because during the week, everything has to work. The, the trees have to grow and the water has to run and the cars have to drive and, and, and the policemen have to police and, you know, everybody has to do their job. In order to do your job, you have to, you have to feel that you're there. Otherwise, if there's nobody there, who's just, on, on a normal level, to get everything activated, you gotta give a little juice. You gotta, what's the juice? A little bit of a sense of existence. Ego, you want to call it ego, not negative ego. You know, hey, you're there. Give it some, you know, why do they honor people at testimonial dinners that gave a lot of money? They want them to give more money. Well, you have to honor them. Why? They can't give money. There's something, but you gotta pump a little juice into them to get them to feel like, ooh, I give money, they appreciate it, they build things, they make buildings, they build buildings, etc., and then I'll continue to give money. Otherwise, I, once I forget that I exist, I forget, I don't know, you want to give money? I don't know, maybe I want to eat a sandwich. You know, it's all the thing, right? So when Hashem is going to animate the world during the week, he's got to give it a little juice to feel its existence, to do everything that it's doing. Cars will drive, you know, horns will honk. Everything's got to work. And so um, this this godly light that's enclosed in the world is a certain kind of a light, and he's very contracted. During the week, you see mostly the world working, and you don't really feel Hashem so much because he contracts himself. He conceals himself. He conceals himself enough so that the, the, the horns will honk, the birds will chirp, the etc. The water will run. The sink will work. The, the washing machine will go round and round. The spin cycle will go. So, and yet on Shabbos, it's a totally different light. The, the light that animates the world during the week is more a light within the world, his light within the world. And on Shabbos, it's, um, he's animating the light, the world from a higher place where all that world stuff isn't really, he's not pumping juice to the world, so to speak. I, I'm really making it simplistic and I hope I'm, giving it over right and understanding it right. But we can we can feel on a simplistic level, there are really two different energies with which Hashem animates the world. Shabbat's higher than the world, and we stay in the world. Shabbat, he's not, Shabbat, the focus is not so much, during the week the focus is on the world, and you notice the world, and it does its job. On Shabbat, our job is not to notice the world, our job is to notice Hashem. During the week, look down, look down, look where you're going, look down and see the world. That's what we're supposed to do. We create it through that energy that will force us to look down into the world, so to speak. Still being cognizant of things. On Shabbos, look up. Forget about the world, look up. 
And why are you not doing malachas? It's the wrong frequency. There's no juice over there. What are you going to be involved with the frequency of the world on Shabbos when the juice, the godly juice, the godly light isn't being pumped in there? You're, you're, what's the point? Etc. So the focus is up into a higher level. So now I'm, I'm going to jump into something that's very subtle, very subtle. So let's, so let's imagine that when you're in that worldly energy, you feel yourself as well you should. I mean, that, that's the way it's designed. And therefore, if you, on a weekday, if you're going to, on Rosh Hashanah, remember we're dealing with Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah weekday, Rosh Hashanah Shabbat. Rosh Hashanah weekday, the weekday energy is more noticing the world. It's true, it's youngest, so it's different. But there, it's more, the frequency is more, you realize, if you're going to crown Hashem King, which that's the whole point of Rosh Hashanah, you need to nullify your sense of self. You need to nullify yourself to Hashem. You're going to do what the world is all about, feeling itself during the week, and on Rosh Hashanah, you're going to pull out of that, and you're going to nullify yourself as an act. You've got to you have to work hard to nullify yourself to focus everything up to Hashem. Upward to Hashem, not only just to see Hashem like every Shabbat, like on Shabbat, to ask Him to become king. It's a very, there are, what am I going to say, lofty, silly words. This is the ultimate. This is the whole thing. This is, it's not just noticing Hashem. This is, Asking him to be king. Even higher than that. Making him king. Because on the one hand, we're servants to Hashem. On the other hand, we have this ultimate power to make Hashem be king. It's very, it's, it's very subtle and I'm not going to pretend to understand it. But that's a weekday time. So weekday, Rosh Hashanah, you're going to do the act of nullifying yourself, blowing the shifer, Asking Hashem to be king, making Hashem king through the Shaifer blowing, all of that. And all of that, how the Shaifer gets Hashem to want to be king, that's yesterday's class. And the whole beginning of the week. But now, let's move to the higher frequency. The higher frequency, the higher frequency is, there's no visibility of a world and of a you and of that kind of existence. It's above that. It's above that. An example I gave. Um, um, imagine that you're 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 in a place where, let's say it's Rosh Hashanah. Let's say it's Rosh Hashanah, and everybody's very very focused on the shaifer blowing, and very very in that, and all they're noticing is shaifer blowing. And then somebody starts talking away. You know, I went to the store yesterday. I didn't like the brand of honey that they sold. They were all sold out. I think they should. Off the shelves there, I think it's not fair, and on and on and on. And everybody's thinking, sweetheart, not only could you please be quiet, but you're in the wrong frequency. What are you doing in the honey, the store? They were wrong, they were right, the shelves. Wrong frequency, wrong time. We're up there. We're all we're noticing is Hashem and his crown and his 
becoming king. That's the reality we're all into. We're not noticing ourselves. How did you, what are you doing in this lower frequency? Nobody else is there. Not only nobody else is there. That's not, you know how they say in the vernacular, that's not where it's at. That's not where it's at. That's not where it's happening. The whole energy of all of creation now is in crowning Hashem king through, through the shifer or whatever, or the, through the shifer. Where do, what are you doing on a lower frequency? It's like everybody, you know, free trip. Free trip to, to, to Israel. Free trip there to Israel. And they're going to, you know, a month's trip, all expenses paid, and whoever signs up by such and such a date, and everybody's there, and, and, every, and everybody goes to the airport and they're getting on, and one person gets all distracted in the duty-free shop. And you're, they're closing the gate. And you call your friend and say, what, what are you doing? Says, oh, you know, they have these chocolates at the duty-free shop. But you understand, we're all, we're all brought our way to Eretz Yisrael. And you're, 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 you're with the chocolates and the duty-free shop. Why did you choose such a low, that frequency has no, has no juice in it. There's nothing, go, it's not where the action is. The action is there. Us. All there. Traveling to the land of Israel. What's with the chocolate? Why would you? Ch- it's not only why would you choose a lower frequency. Nothing's happening over there. That's not where the world is up to at this moment. So at the moment that the world is blowing shaifa and crowning Hashem king, that's where it's all happening. There's only one thing happening at that moment in all of creation. So I should be thinking about my car. Did I get an oil change? In the past six months, what am I doing in that frequency? So the thing about Shabbos is that Shabbos, the godly light that animates the world on Shabbos is above the world. There's no oil change, no chocolate, there's no duty-free Shabbos. That stuff doesn't exist on the higher frequency. Right? That stuff doesn't exist on a on higher frequency. I... I you know, I'm trying to think of an example. I mean, ridiculous example. Um, um, you know, you go to, uh, I don't know, very, very sophisticated, uh, president, well, we don't want to say presidential, but very, very high sophisticated dinner party with the highest officials and everything and, you know, the high society and every, and it's, and, and, and they're serving the most elegant food and fancy speeches and all this. And then somebody comes in like, hey, anybody brought any hot dogs and French fries over here? Like, uh, where, you don't, this, this doesn't, that frequency is not this, that's not what's happening over here. So at the moment, so Shabbos takes us to an energy where you don't need to nullify yourself because there's no you, there's no world, there's no existence. There's no any of this lower frequency stuff happening. It's all up. Godliness above the world. You know when you see those spaceships and the spaceships take off from Earth and as they go up further and further they drop pieces, these billion dollar pieces of the spaceship. As they go further and further up into the atmosphere, they have to drop another piece of the spaceship and drop off another and another because they have they're going to lighter and lighter and lighter um, atmospheres, and they can't drag all that 
hardware around with them, it will not, they will, the spaceship will not be able to reach its destination unless it drops off at different stages, different pieces of the hardware of the spaceship. So that's what we do. When Shabbos comes along, we drop all this hardware. Otherwise, it will keep dragging us back down to Earth. So then we understand what's going on on Shabbos with the Shifer. You have to give him. Shifer blowing gets Hashem to be king. This is Rosh Hashanah. Facts. So, again, in the base of English for all these mystical reasons that too complicated to go into. There is shaker blowing. It's a higher, higher, higher energy. But for us in the land, around the world, what's happening when Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbos? What's happening is that we dropped off all the hard we dropped the hardware as the spaceship is going higher and higher. The hardware has been dropped so that we can go to this higher domain. And in that higher domain, there's no sense of world. There's no experience of world, you, your existence, its existence. There's only Hashem and his kingship. Over there, you don't need to nullify yourself. There's no, there's no you to nullify. Over there, what happens is, when, when Hashem wants the cipher to be blown, because that's part of the equation of how he accepts the kingship. Who's blowing the shaker? Over there, you're in a flow. Over there, you're completely one with Hashem. And remember, we're talking about the Yid, not only just the world. The Yid there, who normally is the one who is the shaker blower with his hands and putting his, the shaker to his mouth. Over there, the way stuff gets done up in those higher realms, on the Shabbos realm, it's a flow. You're so completely one with Hashem that it's a flow. It's not like he says, low shifer, and then you say, should I, shouldn't I? There's no resistance. There's no sense of self. It's literally a seamless flow from Hashem wanting the shifer to be blown to it happening. It's, the shifer, so to speak, blows itself. The shifer blows itself, so to speak. Whatever that would look like. The shifer blows itself without us hearing a sound, without a person touching the shifer. The shifer is blowing itself because that's part of the equation on a higher frequency, so to speak. The frequency of Shabbat. Again, that's extremely cryptic. And it's activated by the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah is Atem Nisavim Hayam Kulchem. You stand all of you together, all different kinds of energies, you know, the water carriers and the heads and the, the wise and the simple and the child and the leader and the parent and the, and, and every kind of person, every kind of energy stands together in one unified stance, Atem Nisavim, and this goes on the day of Rosh Hashanah. That's Rosh Hashanah, whether it's on Shabbos or on a weekday. There's just this standing in the presence of the king, everything motionless, and all you experience is king. And when the king wants the shaper blown, it's, again, on Shabbos, it's blown 
in a seamless way. It gets blown in a way of not the regular, not the regular way of you blow the shaykh. That's going to be the next day when you come back into, you know, there's more of an experience of you being after you've been totally absorbed in Hashem. It's the alternate way. It's the higher way. It's the seamless flowing way of the shaykh being blown. In the base of English, actually, so a person in the base of English seamlessly as, as, as the extension of Hashem blue shaykh. For a whole bunch of reasons, it's the place of Atmos, etc., and therefore it was done there. But for us, in a sense, the shaifer will be blown by itself in and of itself, as it also says, the shaifer gadol. The shaifer gadol will blow itself. And, the, and why that's important is because it reflects that we reached a moment in which we became so seamlessly one with Hashem, we become completely absorbed into Him, which means everything He can do, we can do. And all the old rules that are not so neg- so positive don't have to be anymore. Everything becomes possible. It's so totally out of the box. So we can understand that as we are approaching Tafshin Pei, Aleph, this is the most out-of-the-box year. Everybody knows that we ever that we ever approached. And we've been assured from the Sikha's Tafshin Nun, of Tafshin Nun Aleph, that it will be, as we said, not Af, Tafshin Pei Aleph, Af Pei Aleph plus Arenu. We will see wonders, a Pella. A Pella, we are going to see this year unbelievable miracles, which is amazing news. We're going to be see unbelievable miracles. And sometimes when you're in the middle of an unbelievable miracle, a pella, you you need to be elevated to a level where you can see that you're in the middle of the pella. Otherwise, otherwise you might wonder, really, is anything good happening? You need to have quite an elevated perception of being able able to experience the miracle. And once you do, then it can become an obvious miracle, obvious to everybody. But the Yidden, the Jewish people, have to be elevated to the point where they can see the Pelah. They've been lifted up to that frequency where they're they're not thinking about, did I do an oil change in my car? Did I do an oil change in my car? None of that. None of that. They're, on the contrary, they're completely, it's a way higher frequency. And so we understand that this year, through this, we are being lifted up to a, a frequency, the frequency that is going to be needed to deal with this coming year. To deal with a year in which we will have to have the percep- perceptions and the perceptibility that is very, very elevated and very ethereal. Because it's going to be an interesting year. And clearly, they're not going to be simple miracles. Oh, he will win, and they'll agree, and then he'll do this, and that. Now, come on. Everybody knows that's not going to happen. It's going to be as out of the box as out of the box has ever been before. There, the word, the term out of the box will now begin to become real in a way, way beyond that it ever did before. 
and the, the shifer blowing itself, so to speak, on Rosh Hashanah when it starts on Shabbos, that's out of the box. That kind of energy. On this lower frequency, well, shifer blows itself. What, do you, what, do you, what, do you, what is this, weird? On a higher frequency? What do you mean? Of course. So that's the invitation. It's not only an invitation. It's a demand from Hashem. It's a a desperate plea for Hashem, of, from Hashem to us. He's setting up the stage this year through the Shifer blowing for us to do the, to crown him king in that way higher frequency. And to stay there, to remain in that place of Atam Nisabim, which is an incredibly delicious, nourishing, nurturing, warm, cozy, the unbelievable expansive place, although it feels like you stand in one place, what's expansive about that? Because it's the power point. It's the essence point. It's the point at which we come, we start to live in a flow with Hashem. And we see Him all the, all the time. And we, and we start to step into our unlimited potential to create miracles all the time and to work in tandem with Him to be focused on the same goals as he's focused in, on and to be his agents in the most in a way more powerful than we ever could before. Which maybe explains why even all shlichas shut down. You know, all the Chabad houses, they all shut down. They're not doing what they used to do right now. Because when they open up again, it's going to be on a whole different level. When everything opens up again, it's going to be on a whole different level. Everybody was saying that during quarantine time. When we step into a new world order, Shemayim Chadasha, the Eretz Chadasha, when we come out of the ark, we thought we came out of the ark, Shavuot's time, when we finished quarantine, we came out of our homes. We came out of the ark, and when Noah came out of the ark after the flood, he came, he stepped into a new heaven and a new earth. And we thought we stepped out then. But as soon as we stepped out of the ark, started chaos, so, you know, we had to go back into the ark, right? It's kind of like Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and his son Rabbi Lazar, they were in a cave quarantining for 13 years. And when they came out and his son Rabbi Lazar looked at the world and said, this is the way people live. And it created chaos in the world when he looked at it. Maybe that's what happened as soon as we came out of the ark on Shavuot. The world became chaotic. We need to go back into that place. We're going on this Rosh Hashanah into that place, into the ark, in which it's just us and Hashem experiencing what Hashem experiences and becoming his activators, his shluchim, his emissaries, in a way that was never way beyond what was possible before. Living and operating in a flow with him, one piece. Us and him, one piece, up in the sun, standing together, so it's indistinguishable. Who's Hashem and who's you? Because you're in such a flow with him. And that comes through this Rosh Hashanah starting on Shabbos. And it's tomorrow night. So please, Hashem, we've got to be ready. And when we step out of Rosh Hashanah, and on Rosh Hashanah, we should somehow, in this flow, be miraculous, find ourselves miraculously in the base of Migdash Ashlishi, starting with the place that we're standing, wherever we're davening, that becomes the base of Migdash Ashlishi. And from there, the whole world becomes the base of Mishra, and then from there, the actual base of Mishra, we should find ourselves there immediately, 
sweet, amazing, healthy Mashiach year, a year of total revelation of Mashiach and Geula, and the crowning of Mashiach as Melech and Mashiach as King Mashiach, together with Hashem being king over the whole world, should be immediately now.